You can really hardly blame people for constantly stepping on your toes if it turns out they don't know they're stepping on your toes. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Virtue Signal. I'm Bill Whittle here with my friend Alfonso Rachel. And you probably know the drill by now. Uh, each one of us um, tries to come up with something virtuous or vile, as the case may be, and uh, see if we can work out some of the philosophy and the morality underneath it. So, uh, Zoe, I'm not super proud of this one. Uh, I got a, a text earlier today from um, a couple relatives of mine who, boy, eight years ago, maybe nine years ago, I used to visit all the time for Thanksgiving. And uh, the last two or three times I was I was there, they're very liberal. They just kept poking me, you know, just couldn't stop. And I didn't go in there guns blazing, and I and I and I didn't respond with guns blazing. But it happened like three years in a row. So I finally just decided I'm just not going there anymore because I'm either going to retaliate, which would be ugly, or I'm going to sit there and take it, which made me nuts. I just decided to stop going. So um, anyway, I got a text from them uh, today. We had sort of, uh, I hadn't seen them in seven, eight years. And uh, back in COVID, they sent me a couple of messages and we're basically reconciled. I was very happy to see the text today. I was happy we're reconciled. So today's topic is grudges. <clears throat> uh, I don't grudge easily, kind of takes a lot to grudge me, but when I get grudged, I'm, I'm a pretty serious grudge holder. In fact, um, it's almost like a binary thing for me. You know, some people, when people start poking at them, they get a little upset, a little more upset. You know what I mean? And and then they kind of start laying out where the boundaries are and start, you know, kind of responding and stuff. And then me, I'm just like, I'm here, 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 wham, you know? And I'm not real proud of that. And I, and I think about it and I realize... Um, Hey, what a wonderful surprise. We're back to our old friend Pride again. Imagine my shock. <laughs> Man, I, I totally understand. It's like um, with myself, I'm, I'm kind of like um, uh, the black sheep of my family. That's racist. No, it's, but seriously, it's like uh, the way that my family, you know, their, per, their perception, their worldview on things. Um, mine is just totally different. And uh, I don't really have a close relationship like with my family. Uh, my, my family with uh, my immediate family is more uh, estranged um, or just our view on things is just totally different. And um, that's not to it's, it's not to say that. Uh, and like you said, it's not something that I'm proud of, you know, that not that proud pride factors into it or something that I'm like um, indifferent about or anything like that. It's not it doesn't feel like a hole in my heart or anything like that, um, but it's just not I'm not consumed by it. And we live in a, you know, well, this is for a long time where people, they, they, they put a premium on family loyalty. Uh, no matter what, you know, uh, family should stick together. And, um, and if you don't have this uh, tightness with your family, then somehow in your life, you're like missing out and things like that. And no matter what, family is more important than anything and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I would argue that a lot of that way of thinking um, is is leading to the decline 
of the culture because family loyalty, where you have to accept and you have to uh, be tolerant of these things in your family. If you're not, then there's something wrong with you. All the while that if you don't go along with these things, you have a family that uh, members that are leading people down the wrong road and people are feeling like obligated to stick to it. Uh, and culturally, they made to feel like there's something missing if they don't do that or something is wrong with them. Um, the Lord himself says, don't assume that I've come to bring peace. I've come to bring a sword. And I will drive, and paraphrasing here, I will drive this sword between fathers and sons, uh, mothers and daughters, in-laws, whichever, your friends, doesn't matter. Um, the Lord himself doesn't put this premium on family loyalty. Even his own family members thought he was crazy. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why he would say, you know, when they would say, hey, yo, Jesus, your family's looking for you, man, your, your mom and your, and your brothers. And Jesus like, my mothers and my brothers are over here. Mothers who accept me for who I am. My brothers who accept me for who I am. These people, just because they're my blood doesn't necessarily make them my family. You know, so it's, and, and that's, it maybe some people that may sound like a calloused view of looking at things, but it's, but in the long run, we can see that because of these loyalties of family, people are becoming colder. People are become, there, there's, there's this misappropriation of what love is. And people are becoming more dissolution, more insecure, more broken, these things that people are being driven by. But they think that as long as they have family, then everything is going to be okay. And once again, uh, just to wrap this up, I'm not trying to be dismissive about family and, and, and turn people off to family. I just don't think that people should be made to believe that just because they may not have uh, this, I guess, deep hallmark channel com uh, uh, connection with their family, it doesn't mm -hmm. mean that you're, there's, there's something missing or that you're, you're, you're inadequate or anything like that, or you're, you're missing in some sort of relationship. Well, they famously say, you know, you can um, you don't get to pick your family, but you do get to pick your friends. Uh, problem is I've developed some grudges against friends, too. And it was the same pattern. It's like, dude, 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 you know, <laughs> dude, this is dude, God, you know, goodbye. Yeah. Um, and and, it, you know, the you were talking about the, the relationships. It, to me, it seems like things are getting more brittle. You know, mm -hmm. they're not as they're not as supple, not as flexible. They're just like, OK, psh, done. And I think the Internet's got a lot to do with that. You know, it's just kind of like, you know, goodbye, you're unfriended, you're ghosted or whatever the case may be. Um, but really, for me, it's really I think it's two things. It's like when when people step on my feelings, I should say something about it right away. And I and I don't. Uh, and when they hit me in the same place again, um, I start to get, you know, sensitive about it. When it keeps coming, I get to the point where I just, you know, it's like here, here. It's gonna, it's gonna trip. It's gonna, gonna trip that circuit breaker. Um, there it is. Done, done. You know, see you, see you next life. <laughs> and um, and that's not a mature way of doing things. It's not a, a an adult way of doing things. But nevertheless, there it is. And and I will say in my defense, because somebody has to say something, defense of this miserable quality of mine. Um. <laughs> That when people make um, a rapprochement, you know, when when somebody who I've been, you know, on the other side of a grudge with reaches out first, I'm golden. I'm I'm grateful and happy. I'm, I I don't think I've ever ever had anybody say, "Hey, man, you know, I'm really sorry about all this stuff happened." And then we go, "Well, you know, I guess I'm kind of waiting for that," you know. 
um, it's just pride and and really it's it's a lack of security about nipping it in the bud, Andy. You know, early. It's like you're stepping on my toes here, man. You just did it again, dude. You just you just did it again, and I don't do that. And so you can really hardly blame people for constantly stepping on your toes if it turns out they don't know they're stepping on your toes. Uh, but it's a dynamic that I see more and more of these days. And and I see, especially with politics invading everything the way it is and, and, and the politi- you know, politicization of everything, I see lifelong friendships and family, you know, just being severed over trivial stuff, really mm. small stuff. And... And everything gets a little more brittle. And I, I think, again, it comes down to this strange new world of the Internet where we each get to hear our own echo chamber of news and stories and narratives and all the rest of it. And, and, and we diverge a lot more than we would otherwise. And certainly that's what touched this off. You know, these people I very, very, very fond uh, places in my heart just kept attacking me like I was the person that they that that Rachel Maddow says that I am. <laughs> and the thing that and the thing that irritated me so much about that is I said, you've known me my entire life. You know? We've known each other our entire lives. You want to accuse me of something like like that because because somebody on TV said that's what Republicans do you really? And I see this again and again and again. It's like you, you see these people, mostly it's left-wingers, not exclusively, but mostly, where where it's like, I've known this person my entire life, and they've been like my closest friend or whatever, but now I find out they vote for Trump, and all people who vote for Trump are evil. Therefore, this person I've known my entire life is evil. Therefore, they're out of my life. And the reason I know they're evil is because somebody I've never met before ever has told me that they must be evil because of this, 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 and this. That's right, man. You know, the thing is, if politics, of course, people, it, we, we feel like it shouldn't. It's like, look, man, how come we can't discuss politics and at the end of the day still be friends? You know, and well, there's a there's I know, and I know it seems shallow that people end up becoming at odds or don't talk anymore. I understand it. I don't like it, but I understand it because the thing is, these opposing views that that we may have, a lot of times they don't end at the table. These become views that they want us to be ruled by. That's the thing. That's why it becomes personal. These these things that we may discuss at the table, it's like, look, the things that you believe have led to somebody stealing the White House. We've got a horrible economy. You know, we, we're, 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 having, we're, we're walking on eggshells with a race narrative. These things are becoming policy. It's not, it's, these aren't just opinions that people have next door. We're being ruled by these things now. That's what that's when it kind of becomes personal. You know, it's like you just can't leave it at the table. Um, And you're right, Bill. uh, These people are being governed by stuff that they've never even experienced. These people who hate uh, Republican voters so much like, man, you never even met one. You don't even know any. Except for me. They know you. Yeah, you, yeah exactly. Me. And when have I demonstrated anything like exactly, that? Exactly. Exactly. Yes. But just when? like you said, man, they, they're allowing themselves while they're accusing us of being brainwashed, it's like, look, man, you guys have tuned into the TV and you're letting your minds be governed, you know, by stuff like this. And, you know, once again, you know, the, the Lord himself says, look, man, make peace wherever it's possible. 
You know, but there are some people that you're just not going to be able to sit at the table with. And, I, I, and you know, and even uh, Paul is saying, look, man, there's, there's people I'm recommending that you do not return to their table. You know, and, and it's not about holding a grudge or anything like that. You don't let the sun go down on your wrath. You don't let you, you don't you don't carry that with you. That's, you know, as the saying goes, that's like taking poison and expecting somebody else to die. You know, it's, it's not about doing that. And, you know, even the Lord will tell you if a person comes to you asking for forgiveness, forgive them. And you always want to forgive. It doesn't mean that there's an absence of justice. It doesn't mean that there's an absence of a rebuke. You know, it doesn't mean any of that. You let somebody does wrong, you let them know, look, man, you did wrong. And if there's a um, retribution to be made or compensation to be made, then you, then, you, then you make that happen. But if you do that with a vindictive mindset or, you know, no matter what they do, you're just not going to be happy, then you're just as guilty as they are, you know, and, and you're, you're living for um, the, the deliciousness of just feeling enraged by somebody in, per, in, per, in perpetuity. You don't want to do that either. So, but just like you said, Bill, they say, look, man, let's, let's bury the hatchet, bury the hatchet, you know, but it doesn't mean that whatever you did was okay. Let's not repeat that again, but yeah, let's go forward and, you know, have this, have this new Kindle relationship. Yeah, there are times when I want to bury the hatchet in their back. <laughs> uh, so if I understand you correctly, what you're saying is, is that uh, the people on the other side of this argument are 100% wrong and I'm 100% justified. 100% justified. <laughs> Sound good, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's probably where the problem is. Um, but reconciling with, with people mm. is uh, – it's just – you know, that's the thing about it, right? If you, if you take the leap, uh, and I did that once, I may or may not have been under the influence of chemicals when I did, but but I, I called somebody who I'd been separated from for a while and just said, hey, I'm really, really sorry about this. And they were too, and everything was great, and I was glad that got back together again. But, you know, it's it's just the, the pride of it, and I don't want to get too far into the weeds with this because we need to wrap this up, but... Um, over the last couple of days, we've talked about suicide on the show a number of times. There's been a suicide three times removed, at least three, four times removed, right? Just enough to brush against the outside of of my of my life and cause me some concern about people who know people who I care about. Um, and I I kind of thought about that and I realized that's kind of the ultimate grudge, you know. Mm. It's kind of like the ultimate. All right, you know, screw you. I, I, I've heard people say that when uh, when people uh, shoot themselves, it's somebody else that they're aiming at. And when I was trying to talk about this with the person who's twice removed from this, I said, yeah, I, I mean, forgive the graphic imagery, but this is kind of clear. It's like, I'm going to shoot myself in the head and you're standing over there. So I'm going to shoot this way, Right. I'm going to make sure that my suicide hurts you mm -hmm. as badly as it possibly can. And it has the uh, satisfaction of being the last word, right? You don't get to retort to that. Um, I know in video gaming, if I'm really in a, you know, if one person's waxing me constantly, I feel this insane sense of competition. And if I beat them well, that's when I leave the game. I want to beat them and then I'm out. You know, ha, huh? you don't, you don't get to reply to that. Uh, but all of this is just, uh, obviously with suicide, there's a lot more issues, but really so much of it is just that, it's just that pride. It's that pride. And, and, and it seems to be attached to so many vices, you know? And I suppose that the reason 
that that's the case is because we no longer humble ourselves, right? We don't take a knee anymore as a society. We don't take a knee and, and say, I'm, you know, I'm a sinner or I'm, I'm flawed or, or, you know, we don't do that anymore. We, and so to cover that hole, we kind of just, well, I'm, I'm this. And the next thing you know, you're pretty much on your mountaintop all by yourself. Indeed, man. And that's why, you know, uh, repentance is the key. It's not about being sorry. Uh, it's not about, you know, thinking how you're going to make somebody else feel by, by these actions. The key is repentance. Uh, Judas is a prime example. His pride took over. Um, in betraying Jesus, uh, rather than going towards the repentance, he stayed with the guilt um, and figured that maybe he could redeem mm. himself somehow. He went back and returned the money and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but rather than going to the Lord, he went to the Sanhedrin. That didn't turn out good. And Jesus ended up hanging himself, fell to the ground, busted open, and, and, and that's the rest of the story. And, you know, the, the suicide, I mean, there's, there's, there's going to be different, for lack of a better word, motivating factors. And, and you know, mm -hmm. and, and Judas not only betrayed, you know, the Lord, which is the worst as it is, uh, would have been better as the Lord said, like, man, it's better that you hadn't even been born. Uh, but, I mean, his, the disciples, you know, this, this is the brotherhood. This is his family, yeah. right? Betrayed them as well. Um, so Judas doing what he did or people, you know, going down that road, whether it's they're want to, wanting to affect. Sometimes people, when they, when they uh, commit suicide, it's maybe not even, it, and that's part of it. It's like, look, man, I'm going to aim this suicide at you. I want to hit you where it hurts. But at the same time, I'll so, make you sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to make you sorry. Uh, now you're going to show that, 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 that love that you should have shown me in the first place because you're going to mm. lament over my death. Now it's going to come out. And sometimes things like that make suicide seem attractive to other people. Look at all the outpouring of love that people are showing now that this person is dead, right? Or right. it's a sense of, I'm going to do you a favor. I'm, 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 I'm worthless. I'm this. And people start beating up on themselves. And maybe the only thing that they think that they can do to redeem themselves is remove themselves from it. In this case, that'd be kind of like Judas. And that in itself is the poison of pride. It's like, look, man, don't be so full of yourself to think that you're going to make the world a better place by sacrificing yourself. Uh, it doesn't work that way. And now one would say, well, isn't that what Jesus did? No, Jesus didn't sacrifice himself in that fashion. Jesus was a soldier. Okay, Jesus sacrificed himself in the sense of, hey, grenade, I'm going to throw myself over it. That <laughs> kind of sacrifice. It wasn't some self-righteous sacrifice of, you know, I'm going to do this as a favor to you. Where no, it wasn't. War. It wasn't a drama queen move. Right, right. As as we've said uh, repeatedly on the show, this is a spiritual war, and that's how. G and Jesus, in this sense, it's like, look, man, I'm going to get captured by these troops. I'm going to be taken prisoner, and I'm going to be tortured. Meanwhile, while they're distracted by that, you get your behind out of here. Get to the chopper, okay? So that's <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that that Jesus did. Um, but in terms of forgiveness, you know, and and how we're dealing with family, whether it's our family, whether it's our friends, and and these things that um, we don't we don't want our politics per se, and and yeah, it is political. It doesn't matter whether it's abortion, whether it's a, the economics. People say these things are moral issues or or whatnot, and they shouldn't be political. When you're going to try to make these things law, sorry, it's political. That's just that's just the way it is. Um, but it'd be great if we could just be at peace with these things. Unfortunately, trying to be at peace comes with being complacent. And you may even be at odds 
even with your family. Uh, the, la- the, the the uh, time in American history where this got really ugly is is during the, the Civil War. I know that's a hot button for a lot of people as it is. And that's exactly the point. All right? and, and, and people, blood relatives went to war over this. Whatever you want to think the war was about, people, kinfolk went to war with each other because they're like, look, man, I ain't living by this. You want this and I don't think it's right. And I'm going to have to go to war with you, you know, to make mm. it stop. Well, it's interesting if you imagine like as a thought experiment that um, that Pontius Pilate said, you know what, let him go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and then you know, the, the Jesus and his remaining 11 disciples are there and Judas walks in with a hangdog expression, you know. I can see the other 11 disciples just, you know, shooting daggers out their eyes and, and Jesus just essentially not holding it against everybody. You ought to make a religion around that kind of thing because uh, it's, a, it's a pretty noble thing to do. Uh, that'll do it for this edition of The Virtue Signal Made Possible by the members here at BillWhittle.com. For Alfonso Rachel, I'm Bill Whittle. We'll see you next time right here on The Virtue Signal.